Today's episode of Future Says is proudly sponsored by Oracle. Oracle offers integrated suites of applications plus secure autonomous infrastructure in the Oracle Cloud. For more information, check out www.oracle.com. On today's episode of Future Says, we have Sophia Salazar. She is the warranty coordinator at Yazaki Europe dedicated to Stellantis. Sophia is responsible for coordinating a multidisciplinary team for continuous improvement, standardizing warranty systems, and factory optimization. She has a master's in pharmaceutical chemistry and a postgraduate in quality. Sophia Salazar, welcome to Future Says. Thank you so much for joining the show. No need to thank. Thanks also for the invitation. Of course. Sophia, maybe to kick things off, tell me more about warranty then. What does that mean? What does your day-to-day work be like? Warranty is basically the last uh, step of a quality process. So it means that um, the the issue passed the the pokeyokis of the process on the manufacturer, also the customer OEMs once, and the issue passed so far the end customer. And here is a big problem because damage, let's say the the image of the of the OEM of the car manufacturer, but also our ours for. For sure. What inspired you, Sophia, to get into the warranty space of your company? Do you have a background in that? Basically, my first experience was um, in warranty as warranty engineer, and after have in in basically involved on on this uh, stage, I was really interested on why because I felt even more some few years ago that was a process that um, was not really the focus of the, um, the organizations, you know? So I felt like a challenge also to change these, um, these mindsets. And um, in fact, this is changing. Year after year, the focus of in warranty is being much more. Um, for example, exist already some kinds of um, European networking groups, also um, some face-to-face meetings, between the persons for dedicated for this uh, process. And also inside of the organization, I'm feeling, uh, because since I, I'm always involved on this process, that the focus is changing. For example, also in my organization, this is changing. It starts to be a, a focus as well, not just uh, the zero kilometers, you know? Um, so the failures that happen when arrived to the, to the OEM manufacturer. I like challenges, uh, so for me it's really, really, let's say, interesting, and uh, to get involved on on this. Okay, and what are some of those big challenges that you deal with every day, Sophia? So let's say the major challenge in warranty is what we call as NTF. That is what is basically no trouble found. Is when let's say the end customer claims. We receive the part for analysis and we are not able to um, confirm the failure. So for, for let's say, for us, um, as, a, as a tier one or doesn't matter, um, we are, after making the tests specification, the standard tests we call, the part doesn't reproduce any issue. So this is the major challenge in warranty. What are some of the big contributors to warranty? What are some of the big faults or quality issues in vehicles nowadays? In warranty, one of the major ones is the notable font. 
Yeah. Okay, it is the challenging and um, is the um, also the focus of the the new standards like VDAs, etc. Um, also, software issues is also um, let's say one of the most contributors and big challenges in warranty. And uh, not only, but for example, in in electronic, also defective components is. The move towards electric vehicles, maybe autonomous vehicles, is that going to make this even more difficult? Yes, it is. Because uh, it's a new era, you know, and the know-how of the persons, um, also engineering, is not on the same level that it is for, for example, um, normal vehicles, not electrical ones. So um, it's, it's a big challenging also for analyzing the problems. You know, even uh, if we detect the failure, if it's not an observable fault, it's also more difficult to, to analyze. Because let's say we are uh, speaking about high voltage. Yeah. And how is that analysis done? Are, are companies using a lot of artificial intelligence now within warranty processes? So currently, um, I think this is um, not yet in place, but this is the future. The future will pass for um, inter artificial intelligence also to analyze problems. Uh, for example, during the, this year, uh, the meeting uh, with the OEMs between also tiers and uh, even with dealers, we understood from one OEM that uh, they are creating like a cloud to fix the um, the warranty issues without the um, the cars or the trucks needs to go to the dealership so via cloud so this is it will be the future but is not uh, let's say uh, now is not yet in place i always talk about three different stages of analytics descriptive analytics where we're analyzing the past Predictive analytics, where we're predicting the future. Prescriptive analytics, where we're prescribing actions based on what we think is going to happen in the future. So are a lot of companies within warranty analytics more about just looking at the past, trying to understand priority issues, uh, number of issues, frequency of issues? Is that most of the analysis that goes on today? Yes, and also focus now on the notable funds. What this means previously, uh, the analysis, let's say the, the technical guidelines were, were really focused on the analysis of the part itself and not looking to the part as a system. You know, imagine each uh, supplier looks to the part he manufactured. And um, this is not the right way because in this way, uh, like intermittent issues, it will not be so easy to, to analyze. For this, we need collaboration, collaboration to the customer to get data analysis, because it's really important how you will know um, and discover a root cause if you don't know how the issue happened. So this is really, let's say, um, important. Um, so first, the data collection. Afterwards, the process study. So how is, let's say, the analysis of the dealer performed, the diagnostic, the readout, you understand? Um, in your process, analysis process, you are doing everything right 
on the manufacturing process, also on the customer side, so like the process study. And in the end, the system tests, that is basically uh, looking um, to, to the failure as a subsystem or even more, having the collaboration with the, with the OEM to make the tests on the car. So making like a workshop. For this, we need the involvement of everybody, not only the customer and the tier ones, but also our suppliers, if it's depending on, on, on the, their part, let's say. So uh, this is what is uh, currently uh, happening and is a good evolution because <laughs> until now it's not trouble found, it's not trouble found, let's share the responsibility and that's it. So now, uh, not now. Uh, now we really want to solve the problems. Reason why I'm, um, let's say, my uh, guidance is always looking to warranty, not as cost sharing, not as cost discussions or negotiations, but, that, but uh, having the mindset of the quality, solving the problems. This is the right way, in, in my opinion, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting parts there, Sophia. That collaboration, I mean, it makes so much sense, right? I mean, collaborating between the tiers and the, the OEMs, that sounds like that should be done. Is that a difficult thing to do? Everybody, let's say, is feeling like responsible for, for the problem, which is good. So the OEMs uh, are creating more and more um, systems to record the, the dealer inputs, okay, and to give this data to the suppliers. Also to creating KPIs, for example, for evaluation of the dealers in order to guarantee they will supply the most complete uh, data as possible, which is really important. Because for example, eight years ago, the only um, failure description you received, it was like not working or you can imagine. So now let's say the, the, um, the collaboration also between the OEMs and uh, the manufacturing um, the, the tier, the suppliers, let's say, um, they are creating since the beginning of the projects, like diagnostic systems together. What about that collaboration internally in your own company? Of course, you have to speak to OEMs and tier two, really tier three important. suppliers. <laughs> really important. As a, a warranty team, okay, you cannot solve the issues without the others. Never, ne never we can solve the problems by ourselves, right? We need always to, to work as a team and it's not different here. So a warranty team needs always the support from a lot of different disciplines. So it's basically a multidisciplinary team that involves, for example, engineering to support us on the investigations or of uh, harder uh, issues, harder root causes like notable fund, for example. You need the support for, for, from the supplier management, okay? Um, because basically they will um, work, push, develop the suppliers. So this for sure will support also us. And uh, it's, it's important for sure to have a leader and the leader can be on the warranty or quality team, doesn't, doesn't matter. What matters is basically to get this team uh, involved and to motivate them, okay, and um, and it's basically that. Okay, and again, I'm just trying to paint a picture here. 
So you're getting these issues from an OEM. You're getting a collaborative team together to identify what is that issue. How long does it take for all of them? Okay. Yeah. So basically, imagine um, first step you receive the part from OEM, okay, or the claim. Basically, you you, you can uh, you should send the part to the plant that manufactured the um, or to a central, let's say, warranty analysis uh, center, but it depends of of, uh, of your organization, and they will proceed to uh, standard tests. That is like um, going and confirming the test specifications. Okay. Um, and here, uh, if the issue is confirmed and you are able to, to, to know what is really the root cause, you can initiate a problem solving method. When the issue is more, let's say, complicated, like the intermittent issues and so on, uh, you can pass to the second level of analysis that is like under load tests, is more stress tests. Okay. So stressing conditions, for example, temperature ranges or humidity, peaks of voltage, for example, these kind of things. If you are able to analyze, to, to confirm, sorry, the failure and analyze the root cause, then that's okay. In case not, then you need a specialized team. You need the collaboration with the team. That is when we enter on the NTF process. Okay. How long can some of those, on average, step one, step two, step three, is it days, is it weeks, is it months? It, it, dep it depends on the customer requirements, first of all. Normally, the let's say the between you receive the parts until you get the root cause for permanent issues, okay, for the issues that you can confirm based on the, on the first and second level of analysis, between 15 until 30 days if you uh, will initiate an ntf process then it takes more time because for example uh between like some months sometimes okay um because it depends you have more parts available with the same failure with the same let's say behavior or technical behavior maybe not you need to wait to receive an additional one uh, for example, to to put all the teams making a workshop, you also need some time, but uh, should not take more than two months, two two three months to to solve this. But these are special cases. Normally, maximum thirty days to to confirm the permanent failures. You mentioned the dealers and some of the data you're getting, Sophia. How important is data? to you how important is the quality of that data in order to make those decisions it's really important without knowing how the failure happened what is let's say what the customer is seeing if you initiate uh, an, an, uh, an investigation with a not working you can have hundreds of um, of root causes if you initiate with a dedicated um, specific um, customer claim description, then it will be different. For example, let's say the pointer is not working or other kind of, kind of, 
of um, descriptions, then the analysis, it will be more dedicated. You will, let's say, uh, search for, for something um, really easier than having hundreds of options. Yeah. I know speaking to other people within the warranty space, Sophia, they've often mentioned the problem with natural language and text speak and dealers putting in data in not such a workable format. Do you have those challenges as well? For sure, for sure. Uh, for sure, um, let's say the dealers, um, the data access is getting better, okay? The quality of the data is still needs to improve, to not say bad, okay? Because, um, yes, is it true, the dealers are still putting the... Um, let's say the, the complaints in their natural language because so uh, in in this way the people that analyze the warranty team let's say uh, needs to translate and sometimes it's not so easy to translate uh, really well but uh, if you have for example a, um, a p code that is basically an arrow code okay uh, for specific for your project for your um, product this can support you a lot to understand which via of the system failed. Okay, so uh, this improved because let's say the agnostic systems are uh, improving, the readouts are improving, so it's easier for the engineering team to uh, for the warranty team to to deeper and understand. How do you think you could improve that further? How can we educate the dealers on newer, better ways? to be submitting these claims? Let's say that, uh, for example, um, an evaluation of, uh, of their um, job. Imagine if the OEMs can give them an extra amount for a good uh, data entry. Or, for example, have um, a KPI for satisfaction of their, their job, okay? Um, regarding how they enter the data or, for example, to develop systems like cross um, systems in which they don't need to fill in by by hand, but just by clicking. This can support a, a lot. I think this leads into what you were saying earlier about pushing for this quality mindset. And I like that term, the quality mindset. Can you talk a little bit more about what that means for you, Sophia? If we we have a warranty issue, this means that pass all the quality gates, all of them. So if we want to stop, if we want to decrease the cost, also we need to look as a quality issue. So having the quality mindset, solving the problem uh, from the basis, from the root cause. And um, for me, don't exist any other way to look for warranty and to have success on warranty and to decrease the costs of the companies, all of, all of them, okay? Doesn't matter if it's OEMs, tiers. So all of them should, uh, should do, uh, look as, a, as this quality mindset, solve the problems. And then it goes to the costs. If you solve the problems, then you will decrease the cost for sure. Yeah. You've said a couple of times that warranty can is seen as a cost center. You know, it's it's costly. And I think warranty is costly. Percentage of revenue <laughs> is going up and up and up. 
software weren't as you said EVs is becoming harder and harder there's more and more challenges software electronics exactly when you have more electronics let's say you have more hypotheses to fail yeah. right so um, it's normal that uh, for electronics and even more now with electrical vehicles the costs will will arise not because let's say the quality will deteriorate but also because the cost of the parts are, are higher so for sure um one claim for for these for example electrical vehicles will cost more than cost in the past for example if you want to substitute the battery pack you will pay sometimes the price of the car i've heard people say sophia that using digital twins or having a digital twin of cars the full system or of parts and being able to predict when things might fail and like you said make repairs over the air that that could eradicate warranty in the future that that would not exist things wouldn't fail because we could predict in advance what exist do you think <laughs> exist always uh, ways to fail but um but yes uh, i believe um the the number of incidents will be will be less will decrease you, you had a presentation recently in barcelona i think sophia yeah uh, at a summit about warranty and you spoke about collaboration and you spoke about the quality mindset you spoke about some big trends what other big trends do you see happening in this area of an automaker or an auto supplier over the next five or ten years let's see for for the next future uh near future like five years as you said um the prospection is not so good okay the um, the costs are uh, let's say expected to increase but i believe this is uh, as i said not because of uh, quality deterioration or because we are not evoluting or not um, let's say uh, learning with past issues or uh, improving our analysis process, but um, regarding um, the electrical vehicles. Maybe lack of know-how, not only for the suppliers, also for the, the OEM. So in the overall um, automotive system process, but um, but also because the cost of the part is higher, as, as I said. So I believe um, this is one of the trends that the costs will increase um in the next uh, five to ten years and uh, this is one of uh, let's say the prospections I, I i have but also maybe the number of ntfs will decrease due yeah. to all of these efforts all of these new standards um focus on these so i believe uh, from one side the cost will be higher but from the other side maybe the um, the issues will be less sophia maybe just the last question as well for other people listening to this that are in similar positions to you, do you have a couple of little pieces of advice for them? Uh, first of all, uh, to have uh, self-motivation is important. To have commitment, okay? Ownership, basically. For me, it's the most important. Look to the issues as is your issue, you know? Motivate the people that works with you. So also leadership of the teams. Even if you are not a manager you know you are always a leader if you if you need to solve a, a problem and you need somebody to support you on the team so for me is uh, is this ownership and leadership 
Great way to end it. Sophia Salazar, thank you so much for your time. Ownership and leadership, we will remember that. And hopefully we'll see you again soon. Thank you very much, Sin. Thank you for the invitation. Thanks for joining. Now, next on the show, we'll have VG Krishnamurti, Senior Director of Generative AI Solutions at Oracle.